That's it to right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds. Here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest. Red Sox podcast you have ever seen. I say that hoping you've never seen any other Red Sox podcast. The Pesky Pole Podcast. How you guys doing today? Today we have episode 76. What am I going to call this episode? I don't know yet. It's about an hour before I'm supposed to post it, and I have no idea what I'm going to call it. Joining me once again is the great, the great Brian Costiff, hosted Down to the Wire. Brian, what's good, my guy? Well, I mean, to be called the great, I, I mean, I'm honored, Rob. I, I think this is uh, one of the greatest uh, achievements in my life to be called the greatest ever on the Pesky Pole podcast. Uh, it's right up there with, uh, you know, graduating high school was, was awesome. You know, being, uh, you know, being honors in college is pretty solid. But, you know, you know, being called great on the Pesky Pole podcast, Rob, I am doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. And overall, I am really happy to be here, Rob. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, a little bit under the weather, I'd say, but. Not doing too too bad. So let me let me go through something. I hope you didn't party too hard. I hope you didn't party too hard. I wish. (laughs) Now let me. I I need you to tell a story to the fans because I got a DM last night because I had recently announced that we I was changing the schedule and we were going to upload Mm -hmm. on this channel every Saturday night at seven. Can you please do Mm -hmm. me the favor of explaining to the people why I wasn't able to upload last night? Oh, so, I mean, if you want to talk about, uh, you know, I, I thought we were going to go into a little bit of a different conversation here, but, uh, you know, as you know, our friend Adam is, uh, you know, I, I wish I could, I wish I could swear on this podcast, but, uh, you know, he, say he it, sometimes can I'll make it, I'll make time. it expletive. Say it. All right. He's a whole, he's a whole of an ass. Uh, he'll just say that, uh, but <laughs> no, Adam, uh, let's just say his communication skills in this instance weren't, uh, up to par. Uh, so mm-hmm. he kind of screwed, he kind of screwed you on this one and, you know, unfortunately, this is why you guys are getting this episode late, and this is why you have to deal with my sorry ass. Yeah. So basically, the original idea was to have Adam on. Him and I were talking. I said, Friday work for you? He said, yeah, I'll be able to do Friday night. Sweet. Friday morning comes around. I messaged him. Hey, can we do 6 o'clock or 7? He says, no, I can't do it tonight. I'm sorry. I'm like, can you do it tomorrow? He said, sure. He said, 7 o'clock, be there. He's like, all right, I got you. So 6.55 rolls around, and I sent him the – uh, the Zoom link. And then I get a FaceTime call from him. I'm like, oh my God, if he's hanging out with that chick right now, I'm flying up to Maine and I'm fighting him. All right. So I call him and he's sitting in bed and all the lights are off. I'm like, dude, what the hell? He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sick. I'm like, you couldn't have said this like three hours ago. And then he says this exact thing, and I'm going to quote it. He says, Call Brian. He should be able to come on. He never has anything going on in his life. Screw you. <laughs> Screw exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> All right. He never has anything going on. So yeah, and I then you to... proceed to call me, and I was out golfing. He's. I, I called Brian. He's sitting there on the back nine. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm sitting with, I'm over there with my dad and two other guys who just who we were randomly playing with, and and I'm just like, I'm like, hey, uh, Rob's calling me for some reason. Uh, what's up, Rob? And and you're just like, you want to do a show? I'm like, well, I'm actually trying to finish off. Uh, you know. Frankly, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna flatter myself. I'm. I'm not getting. A, I'm not even getting bogeys here. Listen, I'm. I'm rough at golf, so you know. I'm, I'm just trying not to. I'm not just. I'm just trying not to get the limit. So I'm just like Rob. I'm just trying to work on my short game here. Please, like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And here we are. I'm trying. I'm trying to work with my pitch and wedge. Can you? Can you leave me alone? Oh, actually, but, you, you were kind of right. I was down. I was down in that area. What was the final score? Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, well, eventually it got pretty bad. I mean, listen, I'm just trying to get to the point where I'm not hitting, you know, you know, a, a ball into the a ball into the woods on every hole. I'm just trying to keep it on the course, frankly. And you know, on the course I'm playing on, it's you'd think it's you'd think it'd be impossible to hit in the woods, but not for me. Absolutely <laughs> not for not. me. I'll, I'll find one. I'll find I'll find those trees any day. <laughs> uh, but you know, I was, uh, you know, I I, I did have a go- I did have a good couple shots even towards the end, uh, and then then towards the end, I just kind of we just did like a bit of a scramble, just trying to beat time we skipped a couple holes towards the end just trying to you know get home and watch the bees unfortunately that that really uh didn't end up too well for us but you know on all pretty solid day great day to be out it was hot but on all really really nice day it was not it was not bad here i've wanted to go out and do something today but it's been pouring all day but with that being said let's get in to some red Sox news actually before we start with that, I'm sorry, but for let's talk related. All right, I was told by my co-host for today that we had a little bit of Woo Sox news. I still hate that name with a burning passion, but we have a little bit of inside <laughs> Woo Sox news. Brian, I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna drink yes, my water. Take it away. So obviously, with uh, Worcester's new baseball team, the the Worcester Red Sox, I actually went over there with my the uh, with my dad, my brother, you know, my cousin. Yeah, got my cousin Nick, got my uh, Uncle Greg and my grandfather even out there. It was like actually kind of the first time we were all able to hang out since kind of COVID. And, you know, in all in all, like the mask, restri- the mask restrictions, everything like that, it's pretty much gone at this point at, at the ballpark. You know, I didn't have to wear it once. It was really nice to be out there at the ballpark in full capacity. It was great to be out there. Uh, it was like, I, I guess they were having, a, I don't know if you heard about the situation with the officer in Worcester who ended up drowning. It was a very kind of sad thing, but they had, but there was an officer, you know, who, uh, I, I guess a child drowned in a lake over in Worcester and he actually tried to save the child and drowned in the process. Oh, it was really sad actually, but they had his son out there. He threw out the first pitch. It was actually a really touching ceremony. And actually as the day they were doing it, the, the dad is Dominican and they were actually doing a Latin heritage day anyway. So uh, on the day that on the day that the on on those days of the the Worcester Red Sox turned into uh, Las Huepas, which I'm like, okay, that's Las Huepas. Uh, that's our Spanish name, apparently. Okay. Uh, and you know, we we went out there. It was a pretty solid day. And you know, I'm chilling the chilling at the game, watching with my grandfather. And all of a sudden, you know, like late, it's like in the later innings, and we were actually doing pretty solid at the start. Franchi Cordero had two doubles in the game. One was actually pretty solid. I'll give him credit for it. The other was a giant Texas leaguer that was skied a mile high in the air, and the left fielder just could not see it, and then it just dropped right next to him. So I'm not giving him really any credit for that one, but mm-hmm. it scored as a double. Uh, but I, but you know, in Worcester, it's a very windy city, so when the ball gets up in the air it moves around like crazy. And, you know, if you hit it up in the air and you hit it, you know, just with enough way out of there, the ball is going to carry out of the park. You, you, I saw so many home runs today. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing that uh, caught my eye, it was, you know, towards the later innings of the game, 
uh, we were playing the Rochester Red Wings and, you know, they previously had been the twins minor league organization. Now they're the Washington nationals minor league organization. And there were some uh, former Red Sox over, over on there too. Got to see Blake Swihart out there today. Got to see, uh, uh, got to see Brandon Snyder. I don't know if you remember that name. Yeah, I uh, got to see, he was a member. He was a member of the 2013 Red Sox. I uh, got to see uh, Yasmani Tomas. I don't know if you remember him. No. Former Diamondbacks guy. Yeah. He was a Cuban prospect who kind of fell off with the Diamondbacks, but, uh, but Blake Swihart was there. And I was, I was like, I was like, God damn how the mighty have fallen Blake Swihart. Like so sad. Uh, but the I thing that kind of topped it all off too. for me was really, and he's never responded. Uh, uh, it it's not going to be likely, but, uh, but not, you know, Blake Swihart was there, but the, the biggest thing that, that, you know, the biggest story of the day was we were out at the ballpark and <laughs> so, you know, it's one of the later innings of the game, the Red Wings end up catching up and they're just blowing us out at this point. I think it was like 11 to five at this point. It's, it's turning into an ugly game, like rather quick. And it's like the fifth or sixth inning. And, you know, like a guy hit a guy on the Red Wings hits a home run off us to make it 11 to six or 12 to or 12 to five. And like, you know, they're killing they're killing us at this point. The very next batter, we plunk one of their guys and he start and he and he and he gets pissed and he's and he starts like walking out, walking out the mound, talking some stuff. And and the, and the Woo Sox pitcher just looks just looks at him and starts going like this. And is yeah, like, oh, yeah, run your mouth, run your mouth. And, you know. At that point, the benches on both sides just spilled out onto the field, and the guys were sprinting out there just trying to keep the peace at this point. And they ejected our they ejected our pitcher. They ejected the guy who got hit because he because he kind of instigated it. And then they proceed to bring Austin Bryce into the game. Oh God. And Austin Bryce, now you know, Austin Bryce comes into the game. The very next batter, he plunks. <laughs> <laughs> And the very next batter, he plunks and the umpires actually kind of get together for a sec. And I feel like in, I, in my mind so badly, I want, I, I wish they kind of just gotten together and they're just like, was that intentional? And it's like, nah, that's Austin Bryce. He just sucks. <laughs> and, and they were just like, okay, we'll keep, they didn't eject him. They didn't eject him from the game. They kept him in after that. And I was like, this is great. I mean, in all honesty, that's probably how the conversation went down. It had to have been like, oh wait, who's pitching? Oh, it's Austin Bryce. No, he's he, he didn't mean to do anything. He, if if he meant to hit him, he probably would have actually hit. He probably would have actually thrown a strike. He would have hit the person in the third row behind home plate. Oh yeah, he probably would have hit me. <laughs> I was I was I was seated above home plate. He probably would have hit me. Mm. So but yeah, no, it think- was so then. So you know, stuff was going down with that. You know, it didn't calm down after that. You know, another guy got hit like later on and like it was it got pretty chippy rather quickly. Their manager uh, for the Red Wings, he was pissed at this because because after Austin Bryce got plunked a guy and he didn't get thrown out, he just comes out and it's just like, what the hell? Like, what are we doing out here? And and the guys are just like, yeah, we're not throwing him out for this. And then I think another guy on his team got thrown out and he just lost it like. He was so pissed. And as like, I think as he got ejected, as he was like going, as he was like walking to his dugout, he kind of lifts his arms towards the crowd and, and, and in a way of, in a way of kind of just motioning, are you not entertained? And just like <laughs> leaves the field. He, he, he just goes and just walks off. Right. And it was a great day for baseball. So what I'm hearing is if you were up in Massachusetts, please go see a Blue Sox game. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, um, listen, I, I saw a Franchi Cord. I mean, I, I I had seen the video of Franchi Cordero pretty much hitting one 500 feet. But, you know, you know, I've actually seen him. I think it's fair to say that he's going to be the next Ruzny Castillo. <laughs> he's definitely going to be the next Ruzny. 
that's depressing that we traded a Danger Benintendi who's betting 300 for that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they, sometimes you make mistakes. The struggling Andrew Benintendi, as you termed him, Rob. The struggling Andrew Benintendi. Hey, he was struggling at the time. Don't fight me. I knew what Andrew Benintendi had in him. Just had to cut off. You just had to knock out the stupid launch angle bull crap. And now look at him. He's hitting 300. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he tried that on his own. And then once he got back to Kansas City, I think he said, well, this sucked. Let me go back to being me. And it turned out pretty good. Yeah, let me actually be let me, let me actually be a solid hitter here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's worked out for him pretty good there. But, you know, all in all, it was a great day. You know, even though the even though the Wu Sox were getting blown out, it was, uh, you know, pretty nice day to be at the ballpark. And, you know, for not being, uh, you know, it was a really hot day up here. But we had a nice shady spot, so it was great. Good. All right. Let's get into some actual Red Sox news. Now, let's do it. After the absolute beatdown on the Yankees for two nights in a row, just completely bent them over and went to town, you know, you know what? what I mean. Yeah. Right. We still sit happily, not happily, but comfortably in second place right mm-hmm. now. The Rays are still on top by one game. They're 36 and 23. We're 34 and 23. We've been skidding a little bit in our last 10. We're five and five, but. Yankees are six, or not Yankees, Rays are six and four. So as of right now, they're cooling off, but we're cooling off at the same time. Yeah. It was really the Houston series that killed us. You know, yeah, Houston. That's what ice cold. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of ice, uh, I did get to see the ice horse today down in, uh, down in AAA. Just want oh, to say that. Oh, he got option now? Yeah. Damn. I did get to see the ice horse today. He was lead off. Imagine being option down before Danny Santana. <laughs> Dude, Danny Santana's loving the guy right now. I love Danny Santana. Right, he's been killing it. Like, yeah. I only I only make fun of him because I saw the original name on the lineup card once. I went, "Who the hell are you?" Yeah, I mean, I saw him. I saw him in Worcester before he came up, and I was like, and then I looked him up, and I was like, this guy had like thirty home runs back in uh back in twenty nineteen. I was like, I was like, how the hell did we get this guy? <laughs> no idea, but we'll take it. The best thing. Is the Yankees are now down in fourth. They have gone three and seven in their last mm. ten, and they're thirty-one and twenty-seven. They're three and a half games behind us. So if we can get the win tonight, which I don't know, is game going on right now? It's going to be Sunday night baseball. Sunday night baseball. Yeah, it's um, currently in the first. Still nothing, nothing, but. If we can beat them tonight and sweep the series, we know that comfortably puts them down in fourth place in nice. the AL East. Which, as Red Sox fans, as long You'll as we aren't fifth, it. that's a beautiful thing to witness. Mm-hmm. You know. And once again, the Orioles, we're not going to talk about. Yeah, no. Right. Statistically, though, this has been the most competitive division in the MLB. So far, mm-hmm. besides the Orioles, it's been a four, four team race literally all season. Yeah, you know, Red Sox have had control for the majority of the season, but other than that, it's been up and down for everything else. Oh yeah, but I do need to ask uh, you something. So if you go over to Baseball Reference, right, it shows your playoff odds, how much odds you have to make the postseason and how much odds you have to make the world series Mm -hmm. right for the red Sox, they give us a 37.2 percent chance to make the playoffs 
That's it. Thirty-seven percent chance to make the playoffs. Wow. Which I don't know about you. That seems a little low for a team that's been statistically one of the best in baseball all season. Yeah, I mean, we just fell down in the second place. It feels like so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. That does seem a little low. You know, I mean, right now, I mean, listen, they're odds, and I I get they can change, but I mean, you know, with the production you're seeing, I don't know where. I don't know where that's necessarily coming from. I mean, like, I don't know essentially what strength the schedule we're going to play with this year. Cause you know, typically you can, you can look at a schedule and you can see teams and go, okay, that guy, like these teams are actually going to be rough, but you know, besides the Dodgers who are banged up in their own right and kind of have some issues, I really don't see any team that's, you know, running away with it this year. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. But the thing that really pisses me off is the Yankees, mm. right? With them, it's, like I said, they're in fourth place right now. Fourth in the AL East. Mm-hmm. They have been down all season. They started to make a bump up in uh, the last couple weeks of May. But right yeah. now, they're cold again. And they have a 43.2% chance to make the postseason and a 2.2% chance to make the World Series. What the heck? <laughs> Which, why? Like, why? Yeah, no. I mean, it depends. You know, is baseball reference uh, kind of like John Boy Media and it turns out they're owned by the Yankees and it's, you know, kind of one-sided in that area? I mean... Is, is it actually owned by the Yankees? John Boy? Yeah. Yeah, they're owned by the Yankees. Really? Yeah, I, I learned that out from, uh, like, the last guest I had on my show is... Uh, uh, he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to say his uh his his real name yet, but his uh but his TikTok handle is uh hey underscore commie and it's you know short for like Commodore and he he, he does like a bunch of baseball uh you know analysis stuff like that he uh and he kind of he kind of told me yeah they're owned by the Yankees so and and he he says that's why I can't stand them anymore because they're so like uh biased. I I I felt a little bit of Yankees bias with him. Yeah, but I never even thought he was owned by the Yankees. Like I just thought yeah. he was a fan. No. Damn. Should be a question. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on a minute. I might stand corrected. They might have changed it. Because just just so we're clear, I put out a post on Instagram yesterday that showed yeah. the actual percentages. Right now it's saying our percentage to make the postseason is forty three point seven. Let's go. <laughs> And it just dropped the Yankees down to 34. Ha, Did I suck please it. get answered? <laughs> <laughs> I think my pleas got answered. So you know, like Rob, I said. You know, Rob, I think baseball reference just wants to ruin your show. Yeah, I think they just gave me the middle finger and just said, yeah. you know what? Screw your complaints. Fine, we'll fix it. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? When did when did I post this? I believe it was last night at like 730 mm. that I posted it. Where the Red Sox playoff odds was 37 and the Yankees was 43. I just kept those um, tabs up and they oh, yeah. just, um, I just reset them. And now it says the Yankees are at 34 and the Red Sox are at 43. Well, well, I'll take it. <laughs> I but it still, gives, that. it still gives the Red Sox a 1.1% chance to win the World Series and the Yankees a two. I, I mean, listen. You know, you could make that case with the Yankees, but like, I don't know, you know, most of the great Yankee teams, you know, in the past, I was, when I talked to that guy, when I talked to that baseball analyst guy, you know, he was talking about it and he said like, you know, 
what did all the great Yankee teams of the past have that, you know, Brian Cashman hasn't put on these guys? What, what, what would you think it is? No idea. Powerful left-handed hitting. Look at this Yankee team. They're all right-handed in terms of how they do things. But you look at the old, but you look at the old Yankees. I mean, even way back to like, you know, Mantle who, you know, who switched or was that DiMaggio? But, you know, even those guys too, you know, you had, you had those powerful, you know, you looked at Murder's Row and you had powerful lefties, even in, you know, even, you know, recently you had powerful lefties. And for some reason, you know, Cashman has built this team mostly with, uh, you know, power hungry righties. And, you know, that doesn't really play the short porch well there. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. I don't think it really, in, in my personal opinion, I don't think it matters the side of the plate in which you're hitting. I think it just matters how you face certain players, you know, because mm. even though you don't want a lefty-lefty matchup, a left-handed hitter might still be better at hitting against lefties than a righty. Yeah. You know, it just all depends on how you look at facing the um, facing the player. Mm. Yeah. And I'm trying to look at this article. So um, we got finally – Changing subjects. The Andrew Benintendi trade, which we talked about a little bit. Yeah. Circle <laughs> back around it. to it. We finally figured out who our three player to be named laters are. Or okay. two. No. Three. So we obviously got Franchi. We got a right hander who's been killing it in Portland. Jo- Josh Winkowski. Josh Winkowski. Is he on the Blue Sox now? No, not okay. not yet. Not yet. But he's been Killing it in Portland. We got three more guys. Um, two from the Royals and one from the Mets. Um, one is an outfielder named Freddie Valdez. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the two that we got from the Royals are two right-handed pitchers, Grant Gambrel and Luis De La Rosa. Mm. So um, Valdez is 19. It says he's yet to go past um, single A ball and spent a lot of time in the rookie level Dominican Summer League and the Gulf Coast League. Mm. Uh, the Mets signed him to a $1.4 million bonus at 16 out of the Dominican Republic. In his lone season of pro ball, he hit 274, 367 on base, and a 448 slugging. Strikeout rate a little high. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, he's a 19 year old kid playing, you know, pro ball at this point. He's still very young and you get, and I will give him credit for that. I mean, you sign him at 16 years old. I mean, I'm I, that makes me look back to what I was doing at 16. And I mean, I was barely, you know, I was just trying to, I was just trying to get my license at 16, you know, not even <laughs> trying to play professional baseball. I couldn't even imagine what this kid's going through. I mean, from what I, I think he's the number 18 prospect. Uh, at least he was in the Met system. Uh, it's looking closer to top 15. Top 15. Okay. So yeah, he was like a top 15 prospect in the Mets system that puts him into a, and you know, the Mets frankly have a better system than us. So that makes him a much more lucrative product for us. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how much the Red Sox try to push this kid, you know, when they want to possibly see him debut by, you know, if that's in three years and two, or, you know, maybe a little later than that. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, he, but I mean, you know, he could be a very, uh, very nice addition for us, especially with, uh, as we mentioned, Franchi not working out the way we wanted him to so mm-hmm. far. So, um, going on, I uh, was dude's first name, Grant Gambrel. I'm going to have so much trouble saying that name. He's 23. And out of those three players, he looks like he's the most likely to make it to the big leagues. 
Yeah. He was Kansas City's third round pick out of Oregon State. Um, he tossed almost 23 innings at a 4.37 ERA in Class A and High A on 20% strikeout rate, 50% ground ball rate. Um, he was 20, he's top 20 in Kansas City's prospects. And he used his off time in 2020 to get into better shape and reported to camp in 2021 with a totally different body and improved velocity. Hmm. Seems like the dude has a decent work work ethic. Yeah, I mean, on the high end side, it sounds like he at the best he could be a. Uh, I mean, at, at, on the high end side, it seems like he could be you know maybe like what Rick like what a Cy Young Rick Porcello was for us you know being able to work those ground balls and at the you know at the uh, you know if he's not like a total flame out, it seems like you know he could be like a Doug Fister type. Oh no, don't no, not Doug Fister, never Doug Fister. Why not Doug Fister? No, what never, was wrong with Doug Fister? Never Doug. Fister. You're making up rules here, Rob. I, I don't like this. <laughs> no. All right. The last guy, Luis De La Rosa, they're calling him a lottery ticket. He's only yeah. 18. He signed in the uh, Dominican Summer League. Hmm. He tossed 38 and two-thirds innings with a 2-3-3 ERA. Um, despite the ex- exceptional short season debut, De La Rosa isn't ranked in the re- best prospects, but he could entirely generate some further recognition if he can back up that dominant 2019 in the Red Sox farm system. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, again, it depends. This will be, that could be the type of pick that determines, you know, uh, how high is at evaluating guys like this. You know, if he's able to, if he was able to see something with him that, you know, he's able to pick apart a tool that he might be able to utilize, then hell, I hell give him a shot. I mean, I, I mean, you know, it's with when it comes to Heim Bloom, you know, it's going to be difficult to see. You know, David Dombrowski, you know, when he made a pick, when he made a move, you were able to see the results of that move right away because he was going for big league talent and he was shipping guys away for him. Mm-hmm. When it, with Heim Bloom, it's going to be kind of the tail of the tape because you kind of have to see, like, you kind of have to wait and see and be like, all right, did he make the, did he get the right guys? Did he get, you know, a quality piece here? And that I think is, that's the, that's the troubling thing because, you know, you're not going to be able to see it right away. Like, you know, Freddie Valdez we're not going to know right away, you know, whether he's, whether he's able to become that guy or not. Gambrel, you know, maybe he's like the more, uh, you know, did, did you say he was like in class a ball him? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, he's even kind of some, he's even kind of a step away as well. So it's not like, you know, you know, these guys weren't, we're not going to see immediate return on. It's going to be, be a matter of like, Hey, when this guy makes it to the bigs, what can he be for us? And, you know, when, and you know, you have to wait for that development to kind of all work out. And it's kind of a really tough situation because you know you want to see some immediate return and say, all right, this is what we got for Benny. Because I went down to I went down to Worcester today. Obviously, we got Verdugo in in the uh, Buki trade, but I also got to see Jeter Downs and I got to see Connor Wong Wong play. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, all right, those are, these are the guys we got in the Mookie deal. I know what we got for it. So with the Benintendi deal and all these kind of unknowns, it kind of does make you scratch your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's with with prospects, right? And I've heard this from a ton of fans. They hate the idea of trading their big guys for prospects. And I'm like, let's calm down for a minute. This is how a normal MLB team runs their franchise. If you are not in winning contention, you sell off, you get prospects that can help you two, three, four years down the road. That's how it works. We've been spoiled as Red Sox fans for the past 20 years to the point where we forgot what a major league typical major league franchises the new york yankees fans will never understand what how a typical franchise works the dodgers will never understand how a typical franchise works why because they can throw their money at their problems 
even when okay. they make a bad signing, there's still more money to throw to somebody else. Okay, Rob, but we also should be in that tier because it either goes Dodgers, Yankees, it's a flip flop, and then it's us. We're we're that we're that third team. Okay, we are so, that third yeah. team, but we're nowhere as big as those two markets. We're still fairly big. I mean, we have all of New England, which you know it says Boston, but we're essentially New England, which you know carries mm-hmm. a lot around here, and we have very passionate sports fans. You know, I, I get the idea of trying to play small ball a couple a little bit, but you know, you know, when it comes to the Red Sox, you know, you know, and you want to talk about like for dealing for prospects, like you know, when when the when the Chicago White Sox deal the way Chris Sale and, and you know they were able to get guys like Michael Kopech, they got you know Yoan Moncada, and they got there were a couple other guys too. I'm just you know blanking on the names, unfortunately, but you got like you know legitimate guys. It was like Michael Kopech, flamethrower, can you know maybe touch a, maybe touch a, a hundred plus, you know definitely can. Yoan Moncada, number one prospect in baseball. So it's like, you know, when you make moves like that, you know, you're going to, you can immediately say like, okay, this is where this guy is. When we're getting a guy in the Met system that, you know, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was above top 15, but it's top 15. And like, you know, you know, he's, you know, he's a 19 year old, really haven't seen a lot of him unless he's like a phenom, you know, it's not a lot to really get up for it. Like when you're trading a guy like Clay Buckle to way to Philly and you're getting a guy like that, it's like, okay, you're making a move. You're just trying to get, you're just trying to get a piece. But when you're making a, but we're trading away a significant player like Andrew Benintendi was for us. You know, it, it does make you kind of a little bit nervous as to what you're going to get in return. Mm-hmm. And I could see that. But at the same time, you got to remember, we took a um, GM who's one of the smallest markets in the league. He's going to play. He's going to play the GM role the way he knows how to play the GM role. And that in his experience has been with a small market team. Does it matter that he's gone off to the third biggest market in the league? He's still going to play his small market ways, which us as fans need to adapt to because obviously we ain't getting paid the big bucks to make the decisions. He is. And obviously so far with this team, he's been doing a damn good job at making those decisions. He's been doing a He's been doing a good job so far. But Rob, the one thing I just need to, the one thing that my friend Pat has told me, which, you know, you've you, you've been on a show with Pat now at this point. The one thing he's told me that I believe kind of rings that I believe kind of rings true is that Moneyball in no situation has it worked so far. The Kansas City Royals are the closest thing to it, but even they had to go out and get guys like Johnny Cueto and they had to make, you know, significant moves that, you know, in the end did alter, you know, did kind of really affect their franchise and, you know, kind of maybe, you know, helped them in the short term, but it did affect them going, you know, you know, going long term and not being not being able to sign guys. But, you know, you know, you look at the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, they yeah, they were able to get back to the playoffs again with that form for that formula. But once you get to the playoffs, it's a totally different animal. It doesn't, re- it hasn't really worked there. Mm-hmm. And I guess with this Red Sox team, we'll just have to see because we have some big guys, but we've yeah, been no, playing and, our but, small market game. We've been playing our small market game, but you have to hope it, but you have to hope that, you know, you utilize that money you have on the table. If you have that, if you have those assets there to say, Hey, we're going to go and get a guy, then go and get that guy. Like, don't, don't just, don't, don't go on it and just say like, Oh, we're trying to be small right now. You have the money to do it, and and if you and if and if you say you don't and you actually believe you don't, it's because John Henry's being kind of being stuck up and not really forking over any cash. Mm-hmm. Not nah, can, yeah. And we're not even. Oh, well, why am I blanking on this? Oh, we're not even going to talk about Bobby Valentine, right? <laughs> How come? No. Why were you planning to talk about Bobby V? I don't know why he popped in my head, but we're not going to talk. Oh yeah about him we're not going to talk about um why am i forgetting this ron renicky no we we've had we've had some bad questionable coaching decisions 
mm. as Red Sox. And we've had some bad signings. Not that, like Eovaldi's terrible contract. We're still paying Dustin Madroya $12 million. Manny's still getting $2 million from us. We're paying David Price $16 million. We have... Okay. So let me just say this. If you take the Tampa Bay Rays from last year, we're making about $36 million, right? And you double it. And then you sprinkle in a little bit more. In By a little bit, I mean millions more. Yeah. Monopoly. That's how much we're paying guys who didn't even touch the floor, uh, touch the um, touch the uh, field for us. In okay. We have that money, though. We have that money. Listen, we have money to burn, and you know, you know, I I know we were I know we're in a pinch now because COVID took away a lot of revenue from last year. So, I, you know, I am accepting of I am accepting of going small a little this year. I understood why you know some teams needed to make cuts this year, mm-hmm. but you know, we're not we're not a poverty franchise. We have the we have the funds. You know, th- this is you know we have the money to pay guys. So, you know, given the chance, if we have a chance to really go after a guy and get a guy, which is you know when I thought we had a chance at Mookie, I thought we should have said you know all right Mookie. You- we should give you some money, but that's a whole different conversation. But, you know, I feel like we have the money to go for it. So I don't feel, so I feel like we should, you know, be going for it. I don't know. No, I, I can see that. By the way, in the Sox game right now, we are losing two to one because Gary Sanchez decided to do something. That's surprising. He hit a two run double, which, yay. That's great. <laughs> nice. The next Dave Kigman either strikes out or can hit him or hit in a mile. I thought that was Aaron Judge. Him too, but I'm I'm going a little old school with it. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't remember. All right, let's go into our final top or our final two topics because your boy's not feeling the greatest. But feeling a little under the weather there, Rob. I don't know why. I've just been having a splitting headache all day today. Hope you don't got yeah. COVID. Nah, it's it's killing me though. So finally, if you are in the area. Book your tickets to go see the Red Sox on June 25th. That is the Dustin Pedroia ceremony. And honestly, very, 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 very well deserved. Mm. Like nothing you could say. No, right? I mean, listen, Dustin Pedroia is my favorite player. I loved I loved watching him growing up. You know, I mean, obviously, listen, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a second baseman because of Dustin Pedroia. Now, I wasn't a good second baseman. Eventually, I became an outfielder. But. I wanted to play second base because Dustin Pedroia played second base. There's no other reason that I wanted to be at that position. I like you asked me, Hey, why do you really want to play second base so bad? Dustin Pedroia plays there. That's why I wanted to be at second base when I was growing up. No other reason besides that. So, you know, Dustin Pedroia means the world to me as a baseball fan, you know, all time favorite player, you know, just because of what he brought to the field. Now, the one thing I'm sad that I'm not seeing with this is it is it doesn't say Dustin Pedroia number retirement ceremony, because guess what? He deserves it. I, you know, you can say, you know, if you want to make the case of him not really having a Hall of Fame career and, you know, I understand that I'm not making that case against Dustin Pedroia. I, I wish I could see him in Cooperstown, but, you know, due to injuries, due to injuries, I think it really, you know, ruined that chance for him. But frankly, I don't want to see anybody. At, at the major league level for the Boston Red Sox, we're 15 ever again. I don't mm-hmm. care if Dustin Pedroia had, had the most illustrious career. There's If I was to go to Fenway Park and see 15 on another player, it would not feel right to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still kind of feel that way about about 33 with Jason Veritek. You know, you know, he, you know, he was our captain. The fact that I'm surprised, I'm, it still shocks me that shocks me that we never have 
retire his jersey either. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the way I look at it, right? You have David Ortiz, Pedro, yeah, Dustin Pedroia, like right there with those two, yeah, and then Jason Veritek, mm. right? If uh, Dustin Pedroia is one thousand percent a Red Sox Hall of Famer, no, yeah. no question at all. Should he have his run- number retired? Yes, no doubt. Yeah, I think so. It's. It'll be a shame. Maybe it'll come later down the line, but for now. I mean, listen, I, I don't think I'm getting egregious here when I'm saying I want Pedroia's number retired. I'm, I'm not saying I want a Shane Victorino number retirement ceremony. The here. flying Hawaiian. Listen, I love Shane Victorino, but but I can real but I can, you know, at least live in reality and say, like, okay, well, he had some heroics here and I love myself from Shane some Shane Victorino. It's you know, his number probably shouldn't be hanging from the rafters at Fenway. I mean, you know, guess what? If they have a 10 year reunion when he comes in, I want to hear people singing three little birds, but but guess what? We don't need to be having a 18 hanging from the rafters for him. But, you know, try to get I don't, him on the show, too. Really? That's sick. But again, I don't think I'm being that egregious when I when I say I want Dustin Pedroia's number retired. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a sentiment that's echoed all throughout Red Sox Nation. And I don't feel like there's going to, you know, I don't really care if there's another great player that wants to wear 15. I don't think that they should be wearing it here in Boston because that is Pedroia's number. I was mm-hmm. surprised enough. I mean. You know, maybe you could make the case with Manny because, you know, of the steroids and whatnot that he, that, you know, 24 isn't retired for him. But, you know, when I saw David Price wearing it, it just didn't look right when I saw it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm hitting, I'm hitting the IG and I'm asking the people, right? Let me get this up. Um, poll. Should the number 15 ever be worn in Boston again? No, <laughs> it's a go. very simple answer. It shouldn't be worn in Boston again. Actually, let me draw into this franchise. Let me reward that so it's not as confusing. So yeah. number fifteen. Ju- just say yeah, retired. no. Ju- just just say should Dustin Pedroia's number fifteen be retired? Easy question. I mean, it should be a resounding yes. It should be retired. You know, he deserves it. There's no there's no other thing in my mind that says that says it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. All right, final thing we got to talk about. Imagine a Daniel Nava. I'm sorry. Imagine a Daniel Nava number retirement ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's well deserved. (laughs) So final thing we got by the time I put up this episode on, um, by the time I record it, we will have five more games played. Mm. Right. Um, We will have uh, one game against the Marlins, which is a makeup, a three game series against the Astros and one game against the Blue Jays. Hmm. So tell me, what's our record in those five? Playing the Marlins. I mean, Marlins usually suck, so I'll, I'll take that. We're playing uh, the Astros again. We didn't really play well against them. Are they coming to Fenway this time? Yes. I feel One like of those games, though, is a David Ortiz Hall of Fame um, ceremony. That'd be really, that, that would be really awesome to see. So I think for that, you know, I think that the uh, – I think for that, the uh, I think the Red Sox should try to I think they're going to try to, you know, come out and play a lot more competitive, much like they did in Yankee Stadium. You know, when the Red Sox go to Yankee Stadium, they kind of turn it on a little bit and they, and they say, like, all right, we need to show out here because if we are getting if we get, you know, you know, if we start to get throttled in front of Yankee fans, we're not going to hear the end of it. So yeah. might as well. So might as well turn it on. I feel like they're gonna, it's going to be a very similar sentiment in front of those Boston fans. You know, one of the one of the first couple series back at Fenway now with full capacity. I know we had full capacity. You know, a couple a couple days ago, but 
you know, you know, with, with the terrible weather, it really wasn't that enjoyable. So I think, you know, getting back out to it now would be, I think that's going to be something that could really energize them. And then the blue Jays, it's going to be a tough challenge. I mean, you said, you said how, you said how competitive this, this AL East has been. I mean, it's going to be a tough series. I hope they, I hope that uh, they at least can split it. So we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me, I'm thinking win against the Marlins. Two out of three against the Astros. And I'm going to say we unfortunately lose to the Blue Jays. So three and two. For me, me and hell, we'll take it. I mean, three and two, it, it all depends on what the Rays do. You know? Yeah. But with that being said, I'm going to call it an episode. Brian, give me something good to happen to you this week. Don't say a golf game because that's not good. No, it was not good. Rob, it was terrible, <laughs> that golf game. I mean, I had a good shot a couple a couple of weeks ago, and I just I got to get it back. Listen, I'm golf is something I'm trying to get better at, trying to get better at this summer. So, you know, that that's you know, that's kind of my summer resolution that I'm trying to really get better at. Uh, but, you know, I mentioned it earlier, being able to go to see a being able to go see a ball game with my grandfather. You know, one of the first times really being a, being able to hang out since COVID and all the restrictions. Really great to be out there and see him again. Uh, also got to go fishing with my other grandfather and it was, you know, great to be out him. It was first, my first time out this, uh, this summer going fishing. I, that was something that was my resolution last summer of, uh, of kind of a hobby I picked up. So I got really into that. So I'll be excited. I just love being out frankly. And, you know, with the, with the warm weather coming in summer's here, I want to enjoy it and I cannot wait. Uh, but the one thing I will say that I'm excited for tonight though, is the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight on HBO. I am so excited for this. <laughs> I am so excited. Dude, Chato Chosinko's the opener. Yeah. Boxing I has become so, a waste. I'm so excited for this, Rob. I really hope that Floyd knocks him out. It's it's hilarious how Floyd Money Mayweather, you know, for for him having a terrible off the uh, off the uh, you know, you know, non uh non-athletic kind of you know reputation how he's come somehow kind of become the hero in this trying to trying to you know avenge the sport of boxing it's hilarious in my mind and i hope i hope i i hope we see him drop logan paul me too it's sad that we now have just youtubers who are the stars of boxing it just puts a mockery to everyone who's been training their whole life for this yeah, I mean, you think he has a Canelo, you think of Pacquiao, obviously Mayweather in his own right has has, has done amazing. You like, think of the guys, especially Pacquiao, ridiculous. right? Oh yeah, like this dude, this dude wouldn't have survived if he didn't find boxing. Yeah, yet you got this dude who's been privileged his entire life, right? Goes on a goes on a Disney TV show, becomes a Vine star, then just becomes insanely popular, just being on like. Yeah, I'm gonna try it, and I'm gonna go professional. It's it's pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I actually, I actually think Jake has some potential. Frankly, Logan, I don't know. I would have understood had Jake gotten this fight because Jake's actually done some other fights. You know, t- previously he knocked out Ben Askren. I mean, but Ben Askren looked like, you know, a, looked like a high school janitor when he went out there. He ben Askren terribly. He he looked like the human version of the Michelin Man or the Pillsbury yeah, Doughboy. It was it was ugly to watch. I mean, and then he obliterated nate robinson i think that would have i think that would have been a better fight to watch to see floyd go up against i still would probably give floyd in that fight obviously Mm because he's the greatest defensive fighter of all time and he's floyd money mayweather uh the i i was actually really surprised that logan got the fight because i mean i I don't really follow too closely but you know the only the really only kind of on his record boxing fight that logan has is uh 
is is uh is his revenge uh, bout against KSI because the first time they did it they were in full helmets and it was like kind of a joke. The second yeah. time it was actually pretty professional. It was at Staples Center. It was you know mm-hmm. really well done and you know I think and Logan actually technically should have won but he lost on a technicality because he because he hit KSI in one of the rounds when he was down on the ground so he had a two point deduction. If he didn't have that he actually would have won the fight. So he actually should have he actually should technically have a win. But I'm just surprised that he was able to get this fight because he hasn't fought in like two years. So that's what that's what surprised me. No idea. But with that being said, we're going to wrap it up here. You got anything else you want to say? Obviously, I have all your stuff in the description as always. But anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the stuff's going to be in the, in the description. Make sure you follow the Instagram at uh, at down dot to the wire. And also on all our other platforms, there'll be a link in there'll be a link in that bio to, to everything else. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say this. I forgot to say it during the show, but I'm going to do my best to get one of those three players to be named layers on the show. I'll, do, I'll do my best. I'm, you, you know, I always got something cooking, mm-hmm. right? But with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. God bless each and every one of you. Throw that out your music. See you next time. Peace.
Going all back in town, know what we're doing. Things are about to change, it's evolution. Voices shake the ground, you feel it moving. With the revolution.